Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa Online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than copper top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah. An upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Sheet Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Editor-in-Chief Ryan Satin, here with my co-host, Jamie Iovine. Hello, dear listener. It's <laughs> my Orson Welles voice. That was really good. I liked it. And Elijah Bates. Hey, everyone. I'm really happy to be here today. And uh, wait, sorry, you were supposed to introduce the show. Oh, no, you can... I was going to go on a long tangent. Go ahead. Just... Hey, oh, everyone. I actually don't have anything to say. <laughs> this is like It's like those weird once-in-a-while TV episodes where they just skip the intro for some reason. Yeah. It's yeah. like whenever like you're watching The Office and it's one of those ones where it's like, just like it starts immediately. But, oh, the the episode of The Simpsons uh, where Bart gets hit by a car doesn't have the intro. Really? Yeah, it's weird. It's like the credits are during like Bart skateboarding, which really weirds me out. Yeah, I don't like that. I thought you were just doing like a little aside. Like and I, I was kind of I was just kind of <laughs> interested to see where you were going with it. Hey everyone, that's me ten years ago. Well, I sure <laughs> learned a lot since then. <laughs> hey guys, Elijah Bates here. You may remember me from. Such... What if I just went on a long tangent and that was the show? <laughs> 
It's like that Terrence Honestly, and, that would have been so good. It's I like, would. I just started talking about the cult I joined. Hey, if it's it just good, became Eli's good. TED Talk, and if we just get enthralled by it. If it's good, why not? Yeah. Right? I would have just rolled with it. I, he honestly no. looked like he had a, he had a purpose I, there. I had nowhere to go. <laughs> he Sorry. had no purpose. Sorry, everyone. I'll just go. Uh, and you know what? Uh, I hope that all of you who watch or watch or listen to this also listen to the Ron Smackdown recaps because I forgot to mention this on the shows this week. Uh, but I'm going to be on vacation next week, so there's not going to be new episodes. There will be what, so what nothing will back? happen in wrestling news. What? <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Everybody got to just chill. What yeah. day do I get back? I'm back on Thursday of next week, so we can uh, still do the show if you guys let's, want. Let's play it by ear. <laughs> okay, because we'll I feel like after that you're going to be like, I need to. Like, go to the bathroom for well, about two hours? Well, I have to be back in the office on Thursday, so... Oh. So, well, we'll see, probably. I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. Let's kick into what I think is uh, probably the biggest story of the week. And it's something that's already been bubbling for a long time, but uh, now that it's... It's reached it's, a crescendo. Yeah, <laughs> well said, Jamie. Uh, and that is that AEW's TV deal is reportedly, quote-unquote, virtually done. The rap reported... Uh, today that uh, current plans call for select members of the press to make the announcement one hour ahead of next week's Warner Media Upfront event. Uh, Warner Media is what is used to be known as Turner, uh, yeah. but it's TBS, TNT, and according to the rap, it's going to be on TNT in the fall, uh, which is around the, which is basically the same time that WWE SmackDown moves to Fox. Wow. So things are happening. Uh, things are starting to heat up. The fact that it's going to be involved with the upfronts, because the story from the rap says that uh, Tony Khan and a group of wrestlers are expected to be in attendance at the pitch to media buyers, uh, and the event is taking place at Madison Square Garden. So those two things are big deals. You know, First, that AEW is already <laughs> making announcements in Madison Square Garden year one, where, you know, that's, 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 that's what gets, that's Vince territory. Yeah. He doesn't like people. Infringing on his New York yeah, territory for some reason, old school in that regard. They've been going Barclay Center for so long and everything, neglecting the garden. Yeah, you know. But once they neglected the garden for for WrestleMania this year, uh, when when ROH uh, announced the show there and uh, AAA is doing a show there too. But not long after that is when uh, we did the story on the site about the the touring schedule for 2019 yeah. and part of 2020, and in the touring schedule it showed that. The AEW touring schedule. No, 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 no. The WWE touring schedule. Oh, okay. Uh, it comes out every year in this lawsuit they have to file, and they put in like basically all their touring dates that that they can announce, you know. And and in it, it said that they're going back to the Garden for Raw and SmackDown tapings, which they haven't done in a long time. So clearly, the message was was delivered by by the Garden being like, "Okay, you don't want to come here. We're just going to start using other wrestling companies." Yeah. And they were like, "Oh no, we're, we're sorry, we're sorry." Yeah. You know, so, so it does feel a little like it, like WWE feels so synonymous with like the Garden and everything like that. The concept of somebody else being there does seem like a little crazy, but. Yeah. Well, I was listening to JR's podcast today, and uh, it's the, the new grilling JR podcast with Conrad, and they're talking about the current call. I haven't finished it yet, but but Jim was talking a little bit about, you know, the garden and what it means to Vince and how, you know, he used to take his kids there, and he was younger when he was there, and, you know, it's 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 where his father, you know, made a name for the company, and so, like, it holds a special place to his family, he yeah. feels like, and it's, it's obviously it's a big market, it's one of the most famous... Uh, arenas in the world, but still, I think it's also a little bit of like, hey, my family helped build yeah, this place yeah. or whatever. You know, Bruno helped build this place yeah. type thing, and so uh, I think that's really why he gets a little like, 
a little a little yeah. offended when it comes to the garden, I feel like. Yeah. So so that number one. And the other thing is the fact that they're gonna be at this pitch to media buyers. You know, I, I think that, you know, for a long time the 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 thing said is that it's always kind of like, oh, well, you know, advertisers aren't going to be friendly to wrestling. Advertisers aren't going to care about wrestling. It's wrestling. It's bottom of the barrel. But I think that, like, over time, people have started to learn that wrestling fans love to spend money more than most yeah. entertainment mediums. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, so I think that the fact that Warner Media is going to be talking about it at the upfronts where media buyers are, I think that that speaks kind of it speaks volumes to what they think about where they, you know, what they think of AEW, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, it's it's even a, it's even a, as you know, like a, I, a big part of my life in making money is through retail, and um, I, it's a, it's something I continually, continuously stress, even at my own company at Network, that. You know, this is a very because we're looking for fan bases. You know, we're looking at and, and there are uh, the consistency of the WWE fan, not just WWE fan base, but wrestling fan base in general is so vast. Like they, it's they're dedicated. They'll buy anything with the slightest variation. You know, I mean, theor- I mean, John Cena going back to the John Cena days. You know, he put a shirt out every month. Yeah. You know, like it was like what it, it and some of them weren't that different. You know, I mean, there there were different. Certainly, some were huge design changes, but some of them were just different shades of orange or blue. Mm-hmm. And it, it's they'll still eat it up. And it's if you look at any other fan base, like you know, I know a lot of like for people who love Metallica. They love Metallica, which is ironic because they had the whole Napster thing. But like, they wouldn't even want to buy a Metallica T-shirt because it's too uniform. Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. you know. But that doesn't apply to WWE. Like they'll buy ad nauseum if it, whatever it is. Like, I also think you know, not only that, just TV people in general. Like, there's not a lot of TV shows where. The fan base is like, we have to get every piece of merchandise for this. Like, there are people, you know, you watch it, you're like, oh, I want this, or you'll see a fun little thing, you'll get it for your cousin or your dad or something like that. But there's there's not like, I mean, there are there's ones out there like a Star Trek, Star Wars, Star Wars. But there's there's Star Wars. Well, I guess the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, what are you talking about? Well, you uh, TV shows. I was talking about like where TV shows. There's not a lot of fan bases. No, no, no. Just TV shows that are out there where like. Every, yeah, people have to consume all yeah. the merchandise. Like, yeah. I, I feel like WWE is one of the few things out there. And, and, well, I shouldn't say like, sports. The, the other you know, actual sports brands are the same way. Like they're pumping out so yeah, much merch I, that I people mean, are buying I, the fan base. I mean, I've only really started to get to know the Game of Thrones um, fan base in terms of how much they consume stuff. Like when um, we were, uh, we were, uh, we, we, I mean, we were in talks. The talks have stopped that because of just the timing didn't line up. With we're going to do a, it was going to be a Game of Thrones uh, makeup drop. And um, it was, I, you know, at first you're like, Game of Thrones. Like, why? Like, why? <laughs> what, that yeah. is what I, I didn't want to be rude. That was what I was thinking in my yeah, head. Yeah, and at first you're like, what? But then apparently, like, it was something that the this the woman's space in Game of Thrones is is much bigger than, you know, one would initially yeah, think. a lot of dongs in that show. Yeah. Well, there's also a lot of powerful female characters, too. True. Yes, yes. But, and, like, and the first couple seasons were real dog I mean, heavy. It, they were. It, it, and they, it, got, they backed up on it a little bit, but but the first few seasons, yeah. you, you don't watch that show, right? No, but I there was the... Uh, I did see the first season. I did watch the entirety of the first season. The only reason I trailed off of Game of Thrones was because I just... I'm, I'm squeamish for things such as... You know, it, it's not, it doesn't happen every episode, but... Children being brutally murdered, yeah, rape, you know, yeah. like stuff yeah, no, like that. there's, there's, it's both a, of those. It's a lot of that, in it's that. Hard, yeah, and yeah. sometimes 
both at the same time. Yeah, Although, and uh, it's like, and I understand it's for the storytelling purposes, and I don't knock the show for doing it whatsoever. I get why it's the biggest show in the world. I get it. The acting is great. The storytelling is phenomenal. Because yeah. I do, I do read after every season. I do read a wrap up because I just need to be present in all things pop culture for my Fair. company. Yeah. And I get it. I was like, this is an engaging story. I understand it. The acting is incredible, and I see clips of it. But it's just like, you know, like when the, like, I, I remember the episode that turned me off was, it was either the second or third season when the little girl gets, like, burned alive. Yeah. And yeah. Stannis Baratheon's daughter. That guy was here in the office. Hey, Sir Dave Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was here in the office. And I was like, well, I haven't already seen a picture with anyone here at Collider yet, but that was. No, like, there, because I had already seen a rape scene, and that was like, one something that almost turned me off of Sons of Anarchy as well, and I and I was like, all right, like I, I usually there's only one, you know, the yeah. one they'll knock it out. No, it's a touchy subject, and they'll back off. And that then, was an intense scene. I yeah. I, I can and understand then, what that one. That was an intense one. And then that was just a whole other variation of like. I don't you know what's crazy this. with Game of Thrones? It kind of got to the point in the season now where it's just like. And then, just I these, heading, really? and then I read the heading, really? And then I read these recaps, and I'm like, oh my god, it gets a hundred times worse. Yeah. You know, it doesn't get any better. I, I will say, in terms of child death, I, I feel like enough time has passed for to talk about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, if if the Russos were able to lift the spoiler ban on Avengers, then well, that I was think... two weeks later. But still, Game oh, of Thrones is on talk Sunday. About, oh, oh, you're going to talk about the? I thought you were going to talk about like earlier seasons. No, like no, I, I was talking Game of Thrones on the last episode. If you really care, skip like a minute or so ahead. You did. Po- you did pretty much post. Um, yeah, because if you if you really with... cared about Game of Thrones that much, you should have watched it by if, now. If you if you are a Game of Thrones fan and you haven't watched two episodes back, like what are you doing? Right, and I think like, you're are just you explaining a... it has given people plenty of t- time. Oh yeah, to... it is two weeks ago, right? The Battle of Winterfell. Yeah. Oh, did, did you fuck? Spoilers are okay. Sorry, I forgot. It was two weeks. You're talking about the yeah, little girl, the little girl, the, the little girls been... with the giant. Her exit with that—that that was maybe one of the coolest exits of a character in the entire show yeah, history. Yeah, it was really pretty. Could... I, that giant was going to scare me for for life. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> I was like, he's going to bite her head off. <laughs> <laughs> this little girl, like who's like a I, badass, I, I, like, I, saw, I read about that. Yeah. Oh, dude, that was. So I read badass. about all the deaths, and uh, yeah. I know people are gonna. Oh, people are gonna hate me. Like you just read about the episodes, you don't watch them. Hey, you know what though? And, like, hey, I'm sorry. That's actually better that you read about them instead of just being completely oblivious to because it. Because I appreciate the story. I think it's good. It's just like I'm squeamish to something. This is like me and Gino Hernandez the past 24 hours, <laughs> where I'm like, you don't know who Gino Hernandez is. Which, by the Gino way, Ryan, I'm glad you brought that up because. I was hoping I uh, I could say this. Okay, Evan, the pr- one of the producers on the show. Oh no, no, he's on your side. Thank he you. said in, I quote, he said he's a reporter, not a historian, and I just say to be in, on Ryan's. Usually, when people rally to Ryan and I mean not rally to him, get on his case about shit, I think it's comical. Because and sometimes I agree with people. But Even the other day, I asked Jamie before I posted, like, you think people will be, like, get, like, talk a lot of shit if I post this? And he goes, ah, whatever, it's not that big of a deal. And then I post it, and Jamie was one of the first people to talk shit to me about because, it. Well, first off, you didn't give the full context. I'll get to that later. But anyway, um, he says, but yes, he's on your side. He thinks that a lot of your flack was un- unjust. It's honestly, it's the guys, the observer, the, the, not like all of them, but the people, the observer, they're just a different type of wrestling fan than me. Like they have, and it's okay. Like I don't yeah. have, I don't hold any ill will for them for being mm-hmm. hardcore and wanting to watch AJPW and, and every single wrestling company in the world. Like that's great. That's awesome just, that the fans are like that. It's just, 
I'll be honest, like I only have limited time in the day, also, and I have to do so hey, much for the website. And, and just in life, and just in life, sometimes like I, I, I also maintain relationship with women and stuff, and like my girlfriend and like friends and stuff, and and, and have other interests like yeah. movies and video games. So sometimes like I, I've been dealing with wrestling stuff all day. I want to do something that's not wrestling related. Also, I watch so much classic wrestling before I go to bed. I knew who I, I'd heard the name Gino Hernandez, and I was no, I but it's not like it's not like Gino Hernandez has like. Like this long illustrious like history in the wrestling no, industry. He got killed it's, before it happened. It's a That's blip. The story. It's a, he's like a, an asterisk in the career of, of other wrestlers for the most part because he never got a chance to really fulfill his destiny in the squared circle. Like my co-host Roca, he's older than me and older than all of us here. No, not, he, he'll say it himself. And he, he's watched wrestling like his whole life. He loaders and he was like. I never really heard of Gino Hernandez. Like I just know he's a guy who Gino wrestled Her- the die. Like literally, he's a guy. Like I mean, in regard, like I I have not really seen much footage of him, which should say a lot because I know a lot about the history of wrestling. But he's like a footnote in other people's careers. Like it's it, like he, he did seems, have his own career, but it's just like he seems similar to Magnum TA to me. Where yeah. it's like one of those people that like everyone said this was this would have been, been one great. of the greats yeah. if he hadn't had also, his career cut short. Quick, real quick. What an original name, Magnum TA. I'm sorry, but I've always kind of looked at that situation like, that's such a WCW, and I know it's before WCW, it was like, that's such a WCW knockoff name of something I'm that's already just, popular. I'm just going to say, this is the statement I have on this whole thing. In terms of, the, whether it be this, Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, I don't give a shit. Whether fandom, there isn't an entry-level exam that you need to take no. to be a fan. There's no. not. I'm also, sorry, there's not. Also, <laughs> you don't even need to be a fan to, like you shouldn't require other people to be a fan or be as knowledgeable about you something to appreciate it yourself. Like there's people all the time who's like, "Can you believe that I've never seen a Star Wars movie before?" It's like I don't care. I do. I, <laughs> but people would be like, "I've never seen a Lord of the Ring," and I'm like, "Good oh, for I, you." I saw it so much with the Avengers Endgame. It was like, "Oh, is my the only one who doesn't care about Endgame?" It's like, "Great, congratulations." Who cares? Cool, like, good. no, but but congratulations on your life. Like, I <laughs> I, I don't I don't care. It's just like if you don't like Star Wars, great. I love it, and that's all that matters to me. No, totally. And look at like the the. Journalist versus a story thing. It's like sometimes people confuse me for Dave Meltzer. Like I'm not basing my career around what Dave Meltzer did. Like I'm Meltzer a very different person. Was on the Hugh Donahue show. Like that's the amount of history that he has. Donahue went off the air twenty some odd years ago. Yes, yes. We, he's been doing it for a long time. Like I get it. And, I, and hey, the reason Dave knows about a lot of this stuff is because he was alive to be there yeah. and see it and was a, a reporter during it. Like, And I'm, like, sorry, I'm like, sure 20 years from now, you'll be just as versed in this shit. I guarantee it. Like, you'll be like, oh, like, uh, like I'll act, be acting all high and mighty yeah, and the like, up-and-coming reporter underneath John me. John Cena returned to WrestleMania 36. I would also uh, you don't remember when CM Punk walked out with the title? <laughs> hey, I would Free also advice. Say, you should go watch it. I would claim that the vast majority of the people that attacked you about Gino Hernandez never consumed content with Gino Hernandez. They're probably just like, yeah, is that a bandwagon? I can jump on to rag on this guy? I'm jumping on it. Well, of course, it didn't happen until Meltzer quote tweeted me and was like, for your advice, don't dig yourself a deeper hole. And then all his little minions were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> they all just came, they all came rushing they like, out of their little cheese holes. They're like, like the trolls from Frozen. Wow. <laughs> That's what I pictured, kind of. Yeah. Like little, tro- little trolls popping out of holes. <laughs> Sir Dave! Sir Dave! Can we kiss your ass a little bit more? Now, but uh, now, like, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, uh, yeah, the we upfronts. The upfronts. Uh, so, okay. 
<laughs> Wait, also, real fast, because we were talking about fandom, and you mentioned it. And, you know, if people don't like a certain thing that you do, if that's the case, why are you guys so mad about me liking the idea of that? Because now spoiler, endgame spoilers are allowed. Why are you guys so anti me liking that kid being a fu- the, the future Iron Man? I don't. He's uh, he's not the future Iron Man. The I, I don't care if you I don't care Iron if Man. you like him. The idea that he's going to come in and take over the role of Iron Man is asinine for, at best. For those who maybe, for those of you who saw the movie, there was like this uh, you know that scene at the end where they had the funeral and they're scrolling past the ruling. There was that one random kid in the back. Who's one of the last people they showed for some reason? Uh, then it came out, you know, people looking afterwards. It was the kid from Iron Man three, and I've seen like you know predictions that they're setting up a future like Young Avengers type movie with some of the people that they've uh, set up in, in, in the last couple movies. Uh, and so when I mentioned this to Eli, he gets so mad every time I mention the idea. And Jamie, the too. kid is so out of place in that scene. Hayden Christensen as a force ghost would have been more in place in that scene. But the reason I think that it's a possibility is because he's so out of the place in that scene. That kid, I, what's what? Clearly, Marvel shoved him in there for a reason. I, 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 it was a sign off to Tony Stark. I can't see it as anything else other than that. It's like he helped Tony Stark. This is about celebrating Tony Stark. But why would they put him right in front of Captain Marvel? They didn't put him right in front yes, of Captain they did. Marvel. It's like it's going. No, they put him in front of Thaddeus Ross actually. No, it's like... Right, no, she, I've seen it three times. You've seen it once. True, fair. <laughs> and Thaddeus Ross, is he going to be in the, is he in the future of the Marvel franchise too? He could be. Bull. There's no... no. <laughs> like, that, I, I agree that there may be something like a Young Avengers one day. And you I don't guarantee think it's possible you, for this guy to be in 100%, that movie? 100% no. He's not a... Like, why would they use him for it? Like, why would they use this guy? Like, the fact that he got to be in the movie at all, great pat on the back. Like, what a phenomenal easy, cameo that you All it is have. is an easy scene in the future of Avengers. So you don't need a whole backstory. This guy's like, oh, he was already set up in Iron Man 3. He was at the funeral. Boom. Backstory montage it's of not what even he, like, he was doing in the time not even, you don't know like about him. It's not like he's a main plot point in Iron Man 3. Like, that's what gets me is just like, no. Like, I mean, the, Tony Stark, in terms of mentorship, had Spider-Man. And that's where it left off. That's where this, like, that's... The, the future person who is mentored by Tony Stark. This kid has no purpose in the MCU. I'm not jumping on this train. You went from Gino. You went from Gino to this. I'm not. I, I'm not. fine. I'll go back to <laughs> AEW. I'm sorry. I was mad at Eli. I was so me. angry at you when we were having that conversation earlier this week. <laughs> so angry. I just and last night I was just texting pictures of that kid to Eli, and he was so mad. I said some really offensive things too. <laughs> yeah, you did. At the end of it, I was had to be like, "Whoa, take it, take take a step back." Yeah, Eli. involved like. Uh, favors under the pier or something like that. <laughs> okay, so back to the AEW and the Raps report on this TV deal. Um, the Raps report said uh, that, like I said, the TNT in the fall, but uh, Jim Ross previously stated that the show will be two hours long. Um, and I've heard Tony Khan in interviews, I forget which one it was, but he's talked about um, one of the things that helped them uh, push forward this company was the idea that right now in, in media there's a, there's a thirst for live sports content. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming it's going to be a live show. Now, that's not inside intel, just kind of from you know putting the dots together a little bit here. Um, live... Every week on TNT, uh, we're all attitude era kids here. You got to get a little excited thinking about this. Yeah, yeah, it's like what I was telling my friends earlier today. Like it, the the Monday Night Wars theoretically are back. I don't think it'll be fought the same exact way as it was back in the '90s. But you know, in spirit, 
you know, TNT versus USA. It's back. It's, yeah. That, and, 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 and Fox. <laughs> There's like this weird. Well, the the difference maker. Of, of, you well, know, if, you do, well, if, if it's the Monday Night Wars, it's Monday. I don't is, think they're going to go to Monday. Well, TNA tried that back in 2010. The problem I was. Heard it's, I read it's they're considering Monday. Where? I, did I not? No. Are you sure? The thing that it's mainly been rumored is Tuesday because they did a trademark for Tuesday Night Dynamite. But then uh, because of – this coming from a non-sports fan. But I believe NBA is on Tuesdays on TNT. <laughs> There's so many question marks in your voice right or now. Or the finals are on Tuesdays. Here's on t- what I want to know. There's hey, some why bas- you, why hey, are you squinting? There's you say some basketball-related conflict. A, there is a day called Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Go sports! You got that. There is. I, I think that I I, I could have sworn I saw you talking about how there was some sort of NBA conflict. I think but it's yes, only games around do happen on Tuesdays. Uh, yes. Oh, games do happen on Tuesdays normally. Well, that's usually when I go to the Laker games. Is it? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. No. Then you. Then, then that would make sense. So then, I think that is the conflict. Is that during basketball season, people are wondering what the deal is because basketball is on Tuesdays. There's some. Like I said, there's some kind of basketball with <laughs> the I'm sorry. This. Make fun of me for this one, not Gino Hernandez, because this is something... Three cheers for local sports teams. Yeah, huh? this is something that I just... I probably should have researched a little better on that one. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to actually just pull up the tweet, because I saw it today, and I just was uh, doing so many things. In any event, like, I, I don't know, like, I mean, you know, like, I, I, I don't think that people watch TV on the same level to where people would be flipping back and forth if it happened to be on the same day. So, no, yeah. they so, could watch it. Well, they could watch, watch whatever they want. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It, that is what it is. The, it, when basketball is in season, I think they're on Tuesday nights. So that's why people are unsure if that's still going to be the, the case with, yeah. with TNT. Um, because, you know, obviously NBA at this time is a bigger property for them. They're going to make more money off of that. But, however, with the whole TNT-TBS thing, I saw people say, well, maybe it's possible that when NBA is on, it'll be on TBS. Uh, and when... NBA is not no. around. It'll be on TNT. But that also is confusing for viewers a little bit, I think. Yeah. Like so I, mean, I, I have seen Wednesday. I've seen, I've seen speculation that Wednesday is the day they're actually going to land on. It's really exciting. Like, I, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, going back to what I was talking about earlier, TN, when TNA tried to do, like, their Money Night Wars, the difference makers, like, TNA was just WWE light, you know? It was the basically trying well, to do the same kind of content and everything. The fact that their AEW is pushing for as, themselves as a complete alternative, not the same type of thing. You know, like, I mean, and especially like TNA had Hulk Hogan and stuff like that. It's like, oh, you're just trying to reproduce like the WCW style Monday Night. Well, if I recall correctly, because uh, I was a TNA fan at the time when they did that, it wasn't just like because they were a slight alternative prior to Hulk Hogan coming in. Yeah, but when Hulk Hogan came in and it was like we're bringing the Monday Night Wars back, brothers. Uh, they went and hired like all these former WWE guys. Oh, no, they brought and they like went, the Nasty Boys in, and they brought like Orlando Jordan and RVD, if I recall correctly. And it was like they really, at that point, were like, "Hey, look at us, we're WWE light." Type yeah, thing. we're more, more WWE than WWE. Yeah, prior to that, they had focused more. Like I remember when TNA first came out, it was like articles about like Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, and they just kind of. Got away from that, you know. Yeah. And so when they first went on Spike, I mean. So then, they, and then they kind of got away from that. So, uh, yeah, I, I also think it's funny. Like, <laughs> I, I, when you look at the comparisons, I saw someone posted it. I, I saw this on Twitter. When you look at the comparisons, 
there is a lot in common between Jeff Jarrett and Cody Rhodes of like the two people kind of seemingly, you know, Cody Rhodes is kind of one of the people who helped spearhead a lot of this. Uh, and Jeff Jarrett obviously started uh, Impact TNA. Uh, I think it's kind of funny. They were both like guys that were, you know, people liked a lot that were the son of famous wrestlers, yeah. the son of famous people in the wrestling business that, uh, you know, left WWE on, you know, because they weren't happy. And then went and started their own company. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. And they even had the blonde hair, the blonde yeah. spiky hair. Yeah. And I was like, damn, there is a lot of comparisons between them. So I guess I guess it's not that different than Impact. I think the difference is that Impact, it took so many years to get their million-dollar backing. And I don't think they ever had, like, the hottest free agents. Yeah, there's a, lot of hi- there's a lot of hype machine behind AEW yes. that Impact didn't have. And um, Well, people, are, people, I think believe that AEW can succeed and I don't yeah. think anybody ever felt that about TNA. Also I think you know with TNA they they started in fair at the fairgrounds, you know. Yeah. Technically Double or Nothing is the first AEW show, but you can't pretend like All In wasn't technically yeah. the first AEW show, yeah. you know. And the fact that they were able to it wasn't an AEW show, but the fact that those guys their drawing power was able to sell out the building in Chicago like they did so quickly. Uh, I mean, TNA never was able to do something like that. No. And that's the real point. And I think that a, a lot of the, I, I, it, it is there is some similarities in the sense that you know there um, in the initial TNA was stressed a lot of their young fresh talent. And I think even though the Bucks, Kenny, Chris, well, Chris is the uh, is the exception to this, but the majority of the people on the AEW roster, uh, Adam Page, Joey Janela. Um, yeah, a lot of internet diehard fans know who they are, but this is going to a large, much, much, yeah. much larger audience now. These guys are all fresh, other than Jericho. The only he's the only one who admitted anybody would have ever would have seen if they were yeah. just casual fans yeah. like that. And well, a few of them had Lucha Underground exposure too, but still not the same. That, level. That's that's minimal exposure. No, totally that. yeah. I, not the same level. But I'm and, just saying, just throw that out there. Yeah, absolutely, and. Um, and I think that there is a sense that there there is, you know, I always think that I don't think anybody makes the same mis- exact mistake twice. I think people can make a similar mistake that they could have learned a lot more from the first one. But I do think that people, by and large, because these guys aren't stu- stupid, clearly. They're yeah. not idiots. I think that a lot of these guys have read the critics, have seen the past mistakes that have happened, whether it be with WCW or with TNA, that or with Glo- Global Force Wrestling, whatever the hell. You know, like I think that I mean, I'm not saying that this is a sure thing. By no means. I've said it on the show before that this success of this company is not guaranteed, nor is it with any startup. Yeah. And I think that just from the amount of talent that they have and from just all the, uh, the combined experience from Seeing what has worked, what has not worked, it has a good, it has a better shot than anybody. I think. I have a question, uh, and this is something that's just been rattling in my brain, and and that's okay. So this week, the, uh, you know, we broke the story that uh, that AEW signed and and Helico, uh, who's a former Lucha Underground star, as well as uh, Jack Evans. Jack Evans, we posted on the site today. They did kind of video announcing they signed together. Um, but all these signings, for the most part, I mean, almost every single person that they've announced as signing with with AEW, uh, outside of you know Kenny, Cody, I mean Chris is a small guy too. They're all they're all like small guys. It's, it's, it's yeah, all Jungle Boy, Jungle Boy. Uh, but just in general, I mean, if you look through the roster, I mean, Paige is a bigger dude, um, but bastard Pac, he's, Pac. I mean, know, I mean, he's jacked. Literally, he's... like pretty much the whole roster is smaller dudes. Do you think that? 
Because that hasn't been something that's tested, like a you know a wrestling company where all the guys are smaller. Um, do you think that is something that could hinder them if they don't add a little bit of like you know I guess beef to the roster? Mm, that, that's a hard question to answer. Um, the, the main reason I would say is like if you notice, even in WWE, yeah, they got Braun Strowman, but like the kind of the era of the massively tall giant, for instance, that seems to have gone away. Like, it yeah, does, like, I mean, if you really think about it, on Raw, those are all the giants. You know, that's where they all are, well, and they're all teaming up. Even like, <laughs> even like Lars, you know, like is is being booked as a monster, but Lars isn't like a towering giant. He's a monster of a man, but he's not like a giant. He's like five ten, five nine. Is he really? Who Lars, Lars Sullivan? Mm. I think he's like six three. Let's see. Uh, I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but he's six foot three. Oh, oh wow! I, I, he looks no, much shorter. But, <laughs> but, but I, I, that could but, be. That's sorry. That's his build height. So that could be. But the thing is, is like height. that. Th- we we may have gone away from that era. You know, like where where you know, like the idea of there being a giant in there is just not something that's a reality anymore. And I don't, I don't necessarily know if there's just you know if we've just if we've gone past the age of the giants in humanity or whatever. But like. I I think that it's less obvious. You know, it'll be less obvious, and I don't think it will hinder them to not have humongous people if everybody is a similar size. And I'm sorry. I got to say this because every time it's brought up – this is just me personally. But I think just because of the television, then it was internet, then it was phones and all this shit, being a giant isn't like – Incredible, no, anymore. Yeah. It's not, you know, like it's like okay, you're a giant, but we've seen big guys who just who waddle fuck around the ring and aren't able to do shit. So can you move? <laughs> I'm not can necessarily t- talking about giants. I'm more so talking about someone who looks like, like they could Bobby beat you Lashley. Up. Yeah, Bobby Lashley, or even like a Luke Harper, or like a. I'm trying to think of someone who's not just like I get. Luke Harper's really tall. There's, so like no, there's nobody on there who looks like they're like a bruiser, like a cage fighter. Is Correct. what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. And I, and you know what? I I think that there's no like big buff dudes. You know, yeah. Like, and the roster's filling up. Don't get me wrong, but I think that they're still. You know, like they haven't had show one yet. I think they really like. Let's have them get their feet feet going. There could be more people coming. Yeah. There could be like you know they could be looking at these big guys. Also, let's think about it. What like uh, what big bruiser guys are on the Mindies right now that are really like not being uh, signed up by NXT right now? No, that's a, that's a very solid point. I mean, I don't have anything. I mean, Punishment Martinez. Come to mind. Punishment Martinez is the only big bruiser that I could think of of recent. And then Walter got signed. Both of them got signed to NXT. I mean, I'd have to. Uh, I, I there's not off the top of my head. At least I can't think of anybody. I'm sure there may be, but I can't think of. I mean, I think people have you know like been conditioned to have faster matches and things of that nature. Though also, like I think that just the nature of the beast and in, in, in terms of actual in ring work is about agility. It's about movement. It's about t- being. I'm sorry. A, I guess you could say Brody King, but he's, he's an ROH. Yeah, but it, but like I, I just think that people don't require it. And also, we live. You know, like let's take a look at Big Show. Big Show is big, but everybody slammed him. Multiple people got to break the ring with him. You know, like there's a lot of special things that have been done with Giants to the point now where it's like, what else could you possibly do with a Giant that hasn't been done? And already? even big strong guys. You know, there was a whole era of the of that shit. Yeah, you know, like and there's also there there's I personally feel like if you look back at like let's say like the late '80s, early '90s period WWE, everybody was a big jack dude. 
Do you truly believe that if a big jack dude punched you in the head that you'd just be able to keep going? There's part of me that's like I think people – there's more of a reality that's attached to smaller people hitting each other and being able to keep hitting each other than comparatively to like – That is a solid point. And, compared and, and, to a massive man punching you in the head and that's not going to knock you out? Come I on. also do think that you know in an era where guys like Conor McGregor and John Jones are the biggest MMA fighters or UFC fighters, you go like, well, I guess small dudes can kick the shit out of people too, you know? And so it – you know, it's like the David, it's more believable. Like David and Goliath is an old story, and people are tired of it. I also feel like you know, one big guy would be kind of out of place in this this roster of smaller guys yeah. too. I also think it was smart for them to to partner with AAA and OWE because those guys are going to be even smaller, and it'll kind of make them look bigger. And to be in fair, essence. to be fair, th- who's to say that they haven't signed somebody like that and they're keeping under wraps? Because that would be a hell of a surprise if all of a sudden a giant came out. You know, like, I mean, that's, you know, like, you want your giant to be an attraction. Giant Kali is in the Casino Battle Royal. <laughs> no, but it's just like, I, I definitely think that, like, I, I, I... And I don't, just so for the record, I don't mean necessarily giants. Like, even a, a Ryback... I know he's injured, and I'm, I'm just... Yeah, I get what you of, mean. You he's want, not a giant, yeah. but he's just a guy you look at and you're like, that He's still a monster. He's a monster. You know? Yeah. That's all I, I know was exactly kinda, what you mean. That's all I was really thinking. Um, I also... I did like the, the new rules for the Casino Battle Royal that they announced this I week. I didn't see those. It's... Please participate. Uh, Please tell me. <laughs> I was going to try to find a fancy word, but I couldn't find one. Uh, well, <laughs> just, just, just read it and tell just, me. Just tell me. <laughs> so, so uh, the over-the-budget battle royal has been changed to the casino battle royale, and it's because uh, tw- of the movie. Yeah. Get it? Get yeah. it? Uh, uh, it's a twenty-one wrestler over-the-top battle royale. Uh, it starts with five men. And five new competitors will enter every th- every three minutes. Oh, so as opposed to one person coming every three minutes, it's five at a time. Correct. Huh? Um, how, how do they not just fight on the on the way to? Yeah. The ring? <laughs> it's just, it's a good question. It's just gonna look like a awesome. I hope at least like there's one thing where there's like a ring around the rosy type of thing. <laughs> just swinging <laughs> and running at the same time. <laughs> Um, I, I just I, imagine Joey Janela running and then swinging at the because Joe Glacier just punching each other on we, the way to the ring. Yeah, because we know Joey has an incredible run. No offense, <laughs> Joey. I'm sorry. Um, and and I I, I I could be wrong here. I, no, I'm pretty sure if I remember, I don't have it in front of me, but if I remember correctly, um, the way it's going to be handled is like they're going to have to pull cards from a deck, and whichever whichever suit, yeah, yeah. they get a suit. And then those are the the groupings. Yeah. And, and then, then the number on the uh, suit, does that have anything to do with it? No, but then one person is going to get the Joker, and the Joker is number 21. Ah. Hmm. And, they, and the winner of the match gets a shot at the AEW title once it's, once it's a thing. That's, that's fun. Pretty good, right? You could actually, if it, they, I, I mean... You could theoretically bet on it if they legitimately – you saw them drawing the cards because there's no way to actually prove that they are drawing cards. Like I feel like they can't do that because then they're going to give away who's number 21 and clearly 21 will be like someone that will get a big pop. Yeah, so never mind. Mm-hmm. Right? That, that, would, that would make mm-hmm. sense in wrestling no mm-hmm. booking-wise. Uh, in yes. the match, Sonny Kiss 
Kip Sabian. No, wait, wait. Oh, no. Kip Sabian's in a different match now. It got changed. So, Sunny Kiss, Brandon Cutler, Ace Romero, Glacier, Brian Pillman Jr., Sunny Days, MJF, and Joey Janela uh, confirmed. The for biggest the match guy so in far. there so far is Ace. Yes. I, I guess there's one big guy in the match. There yeah, we go. I mean, there we go. A, that's a different kind of big. Though. That is a different kind of big. That's a viscera big. That, that <laughs> is a viscera big. May he rest in peace. Did yeah. you, uh,. Did you guys watch Being the Elite this week by any chance? Yes. Did I, I? Yes. I, that whole ransom note thing at the end was so funny. With the best friends? With the best friends when they were, uh, <laughs> you didn't see it? It was like, they like, did like a, as if it was cops. Pixelated. Where their pix- yeah, their faces are pixelated. And it's like them coming out and being like, hey, like this is a ransom note, like. Just know, like, like we're <laughs> you have to book the best friends in a match besides that stupid battle royal. Like, we don't want to be on, they don't want to be on the pre-show. And if you don't do it, we're gonna, we're gonna like, uh, and then Chuck Taylor goes, we're gonna kill your family. <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> Trent goes, no man, like, what are you doing? Like, we're just trying to get them to book us on the match. We're gonna kill their family, dude. And he's like, well, I'm just trying to like hype it up, you know. And he's like, yeah, but that's not gonna get them to change their mind. And then like one of them pushes the other one, and so Chuck Taylor's face goes out of the pixelated thing, so you can clearly see it's him. And he pushed the other one back, and his face goes out of it. It was so good. I was I loved it. It was, it was a good one. I, I can't honestly. I'm so hyped. now that it's like almost here. I'm so hyped for a double or nothing. Yeah, I feel like it took forever to get here. It does feel like it took forever to get here. It still feels far away to me. It was only two weeks away. Wow, I know. Yeah, when you and I were talking about it the other day, I was like, I I, I didn't realize it was 16 days away or whatever. Dang. I was like, damn, that's crazy. It's um, gonna be a crazy. It's gonna be a crazy weekend because that weekend's already gonna be nuts because of Memorial Weekend. Mm. Oh, like, I know. There's going to be so many drunk people. Like, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this, I don't know if the wrestling world's ready for a party weekend and a wrestling show in the same weekend. Are you ready for it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you are either. You're gonna. I feel like Jamie's been – he's been planning this turn up for a while. He's been like so pumped about it. I really have been saving up. Like <laughs> I, I, I may need those IV bags that they – like with liquids. Um, okay. Let's talk about – just look into my veins. <laughs> uh, let's briefly talk about uh, the wild card rule. I talked about it on Raw SmackDown recaps of Roka, but I want to hear what you guys thought about it. Uh, either one of you want to about what the wild card rule? Oh, I mean, I mean, at first, at first, you're like, okay, um, there. I, I mean, I, it's uh, with me. I knew that the whenever they do a brand split, to me, it's always temporary. It's yeah. always going to be a few years of that, and then they always go back to putting it just everybody's on every on yeah. every show. So I didn't give it too much of a timetable. I didn't think it was going to be this soon that they would do it. I mean, there's only been how many super two, uh, if maybe one or two. Oh, how many superstar shakeups? Two of them. Yeah, Since but the, the brand split happened, I think, in 2016. I want to say. Okay, so I mean, it's still a solid amount of time. Um, at first, the first explanation of as to why they do it, I think people weren't so. I, I mean, people like to get uh, be bag on the show because they like to go to the ratings and say that they're failing, and then. Uh, but uh, I think I mean I, I think the reason why the initial shock was there was it kind of feels like a cop out, like as to like explain why, and. You know, you'll get your you'll get your peers saying they don't really need a reason to explain it. You know, there's, there's the emphasis shouldn't be on the on the why; it's what they do with it. Yeah. 
Um, I've got a lot of people saying that. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, right. I just, I just feel like the last month of programming, it's like, what is even happening? And, if, and I was critical of it too. Don't get me wrong. But then when I read why that supposed like it, nobody's confirmed it, but supposedly that the reasoning is that the, the new stations, Fox and uh, so on and so forth, don't want exclusive superstars to one show like if they like they want they want uh, they like, want who they want yeah they want like roman reigns to be on fox and usa you know they want aj styles to be on fox and usa and and when i read that it makes sense i get yeah it. but I, here's the thing but though. i get it. it sucks as a fan you kind of want them to you what wrestling fans want one thing and it's not something that's always guaranteed to them and it's follow-through they always want to finish. They want to. They want it, and they want at least a, like an, a, like a, at least a culmination. And sometimes we get it. Sometimes we don't. It's not and, so much the culmination with me. It's the fact that I just don't like when I'm when 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 I have a disconjointed storyline, or when it's like the things that we watched for a few weeks were just completely thrown away because of let's say let, let's say that was the case. And the, yeah. that, you could have waited one week to like. To like explain it in a thorough way, at least like there's been no indication of like how it's going to be chosen that these people uh, are, are are the wild card. Also, one. like or, or or even like who is approving it? It's supposed just, to be approved by someone. Or like, hey, am I going to tune in next week and you're going to completely blow this off and pretend like it didn't happen? Because I feel like that's like even just when it go, went back to like when they were you know doing the shakeup, it was just like. What even happened the last month? Like, there's part of me that's just like, I just, I don't even, I couldn't tell you cohesively what the hell has happened since WrestleMania. That's because it's been so confusing. Yeah. It's been just so all over the place. Like a fucking pinball machine. <laughs> I thought yeah, that was a slot I'm, machine, actually. I mean, ding, 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 ding. you because re- you know what happened? Better? I mean, it's more of a patinko, but. Okay. So. <laughs> There's two things that I think that WWE did that kind of shot themselves in the foot. And I think it all goes back to when they had the the initial, we're getting rid of the GMs, yep. we're getting put in the fan. Because yep. it's what politicians do, and it doesn't always work out for them, is when they promise things and then it doesn't align. Like, it sounds great on yeah. paper. But then when you try to apply it, you're like, okay, well, I can't do it exactly as I said I can. <laughs> you're you know? the authority now. Well, how do we do that? I don't know. It just sounded good. You yeah. Know? Like, like, it's like they're not like, how are they going to implement that? Oh, we're going to read our at. Oh, you're going to read your ads? Really? <laughs> That's going to be fun. <laughs> You know the fans book it. Yeah, yeah that'll work. Yeah, yeah. But, but just imagine somebody just having like, okay, events like going to their digital team is like, I need you to read all the comments, like you just analyze it just, and figure just, out what they need. Like, I need, I need a doc on my desk of all the replies about this thing. Okay, he comes to his desk. It's just like a stack of papers and this and high. The guy wants to murder himself afterwards. <laughs> so I feel depressed about life in general, but um. But it's one time when I was a like a production assistant. Still, I forgot what show. It was like the first show I worked on, and the lady like who was my boss at the time, she handed me like a a, a full binder, like with just like, so many papers in it. She handed it to me, and she was like, "I need a copy of this." And I was like, "All of this?" And she was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Okay." And like I went. And I didn't know that there was like that thing in the copy machine where well, you, you can just set it there. Just set so it you there. just did it one by one. So I did it one by one, thinking that was my job. Like that was the task presented to me. I mean, it's... I was there for like an I was there for like an hour and a half at least. Uh, and yeah. I, remember I finally went back, and she was like, 
what took you so long? I was like, you told me to make a copy of this whole book. There's like 200 pages in here. And it was like, there's a... And then she like got real mad and like took me over to the machine. Like, there's a thing right here. You put. It. Why wouldn't you have just said something to me? I was like, I didnn't know that was. A hey, thing. also do it yourself. <laughs> but going back to, I got to do set it there and press a button. It's idiot. like you know when you're a kid and you're running for student council position, like president treasurer. You always say, oh, I'm gonna make it so there's pizza for lunch every day, yeah. and then you get elected. And then you say – you may even bring it up at the first meeting. And then the teachers are like, <laughs> no, we're not going to give pizza. Longer recess. To, to, yeah. like, no, there's a schedule here, yeah. idiot. Were you a class president? Yeah, I was. I was. Did you run on that platform? What did I? I feel like you probably ran on that pizza platform. That's why you have such a vivid memory of bringing was, it up in your first pre- meeting. I was class president when I was in fourth grade. And Yeah, you strike me as a fourth grade class president. And <laughs> – God, I like, guess he was too cool for it in high school. But like, no, I ran once in high school. But I, I but I, because I, because I, for, I, I, for, I, I spaced on when the day of like the campaign speeches was. So and you I, didn't show up for the day of campaign. I speech. didn't have a speech. Uh, so you're just like, hey, I just called it on the on the spot. And hey, I was like, you made oh it, God, if hey, anybody votes for me, you I'm probably like, made it through about 20 seconds of it, like with your head collected, and then all of a sudden you're like, well, what else do I say? That's really what happened. No, yeah. Like I was like, there's really nothing. I got nothing really. And then, so, just I, vote for me. I knew it. The, should've, I, you should have stopped me like, well. I could get Limp Biscuit to do a concert here. No, it should have been like, pizza for lunch. No, I legitimately at the end thought, like, if anybody votes for me, I would be incredibly shocked. But um, <laughs> You're like George Michael Bluth. Yeah, exactly. But um, but then the second mistake that I think that they uh, that they made is um, – see, it got me on this. Sorry. I, I, I wanted to know about you. I wanted to know about your running the for chamber. your office. Fuck. And that's why – because I thought I could bring it back by bringing it back on – but I can't. Sorry. Mm. Uh, I wanted to so hear about your history and politics. Today. I'm sorry. I'm in vacation mode. <laughs> uh, but the, with the wild card rule, I, I, I do think that it was a little bit of a uh, – it, it seemed like something they pulled out of the hat at the last second. To yeah, try it's, and, a, it's a patch job. It's because yeah. they were hemorrhaging. Oh, yes. That's there we the go. All right, I got you back to it. The presentation. There we go. The presentation was – Because it literally – because if we're supposed to take it for what it is – it seemed like Vince just did it on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Because if that's what it is, because that's what they're portraying it, yeah. it's not maybe. He clearly says, I made it up. He says, he says that. Yeah. I'm a genius. I'm a genius. I'm yeah. a genius. So we're supposed to see, see like, okay, so you're just going to change shit on a whim. You know, like it's. But again, it's just like, but you, but. There's a when it comes to episodic television, you do need to be able to depend on a few things. There's some consistency from episode to episode. The episodic television program programming that they've been putting out, outside of you know some in, some of the in ring product, has been garbage. It's just it's not been you know of the quality that people expect, especially when people are so hyped leading up to WrestleMania. And you know, and I don't know if it's a product of you know just like of, I mean, this happens every year after WrestleMania. I've like. said the same thing that literally last. Before this wild card rule thing, last week, I just thought it was like the normal post-WrestleMania hangover where it's like people have been going to Punta Cana. They're tired from WrestleMania. Everyone, the, the writing staff and creative team is overworked. Like, at this point, you're like, okay, we're just... We need a few weeks to like well, mentally. You know the difficulty of it as a television viewer, as a, v- or as, a, as a loyal fan, or whatever you want to call it, is just like you know nothing crazy is going to happen right after WrestleMania. Everything just led up to it. So I just it's like, think, how great would it be? If things just stopped at WrestleMania, yeah, 
Like, even if they left it on a cliffhanger, imagine if every when Seth Rollins cashed in at 32, imagine if TV, WWE 31. Pro, 31, imagine if WWE programming just stopped for four or five months. Yeah. That's too long. I th- I don't think so, dude. Because think about it. People do that with TV seasons. People wait years. People waited two years for the Game of Thrones res- uh, new season. Yeah. And they were hyped when it came back. And they were ready to see what happened. Even a month. Even just like, hey, let me. Even re- a month. Let me. Let's I mean, look, I mean, I, I'd I, give it a I, month. I'm, I'm humming and hu- I'm like huffing and puffing over here, but like, I mean, we had to wait a year to see Thanos get his, you know. And it was awesome. And it was awesome. Like you're telling me that you're like, I did not see Seth Rollins cashing in right now. I cannot wait to see what Brock Lesnar does because I was hyped to see what Brock. Le- I was there. I was on the team, and I was hyped to see what Brock Lesnar did the next uh, the next day. Imagine compounding that. No, yeah, no, that does make sense. No, definitely. I mean, and and not only like, hey, people are burnt out. Like, I mean, it's like that's the real thing. People are majorly burnt out. It's just like everybody was like gung ho about Becky and about so many other things, and everybody now is just like, hey, I'm tired of this. Like, I'm so tired of everything. And I guess that's also why it's like, yeah, that's why it's exciting. There is so much other wrestling going on. It's like there's so many damn hours of content on WWE. It's just like, hey, I can't do – I don't have this marathon in me no, to like, I, continue. I, I, I mean, think – Ryan, 100%. I mean, you commented on it when I was trying to talk – I was trying to talk about the GCW episodes that I was watching over the weekend is because I, I, I was like, you know, from being at WrestleMania weekend, you were there too. You're like, okay. <laughs> Got a lot of that, you know, like I want to go see some other things. And, you know, I'm not comparing the GCW product to WWE product by any means. It's apples and oranges night and day. But, you know, I just uh, it's you you do need a a reprieve. Totally. I mean, that's why this trip to Mexico I'm pumped about because Star Wars, in my opinion, one of the greatest things ever created. Even Disney is like, okay, maybe we're being a little hasty. Even Marvel is not announcing tons and tons of new things that they're doing outside of the Disney Plus stuff because it's also they understand it's like, hey, like people have an emotional buildup to these major events that happen to WrestleMania, let's say. And then all of a sudden it happens and people are just like, yeah, people are stoked to go into like the Raw the next day after WrestleMania but then that next Monday happens and you're just like alright I'm out I'm I good mean, say what you will about the prequels but the, the anticipation in between episode 1, 2, and 3 that was like you know periods of your life yeah go for sure by. for sure for sure you know and like that was like because there was four years in between each three, one three years or three years yeah Still, I, mean, I joked about it today on Twitter I, I said like if I have kids one day I'm gonna make them wait a year in between watching Infinity War and Endgame just so they can know the struggle we all went through but I really in was glass cases above the TV <laughs> Um, like and lock it only unlocks when it hits a certain date. Uh, yeah, I, I but I, it was because I was driving and I was thinking that I was I was listening to um, I've listened to a couple podcasts with the Russo brothers and another one with the the, the Kevin Smith podcast with uh, the writers of the movie. And I was driving and I was just thinking like, man, there's never gonna be like that's such a. Th- a a unique thing that hasn't really happened like that. Not, there's not many movies that end on that dark of a note that you have to wait a year for yeah. to see like the comeuppance on screen. Yeah. It happens in, in TV more often than movies, but I was like when I was watching it, I was just thinking like or I was listening to this, I was just thinking like, man, like there's never gonna be anything like this. They're probably I don't know. That's 
part. I no, mean, I mean, well, they had they, but because it was unexpected that it built up to the level that it did, that it continued the way that it did, and everything. I also didn't realize the guys who wrote it. Now we're talking Avenger stuff, but I didn't realize the guys who wrote it are the same people who wrote uh, the first Avenger and Winter Soldier. Yeah, they wrote. They re- I think this is the fifth. They re- basically yeah, they've written they, a bunch of them. Yeah, uh, they wrote Endgame and they wrote Infinity War, and, and they had a they had a writing credit on Thor: The Dark World. Yeah, and. and uh, which is why those movies were the ones they were like pumped to go back yeah. to and stuff. And you, know, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite lines in Endgame is, is like when they go to see Red Skull and he goes, "Welcome, Clint, son of Edith." Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all like, regular ass names. Yeah. And last thing I'll say about Avengers Game, Endgame before we get back to wrestling talk, because there's two more topics I want to bring up real fast, uh, just short ones. Um, I, in that interview I was listening to with the with the writers, they or was either the writers or, or the Russo brothers. One of them said that. Uh, initially in the movie, instead of Captain America versus Captain America, it was a uh, Fat Thor versus In Shape Thor that they had in the movie. And I was like, oh, that would have been so been cool. That would have been awesome too. Um, the, honestly, though, the, the Kevin Smith podcast with the writers—if you're like me and you've been just, you want to hear just kind of you like the making of movies and stuff like that—I can't recommend the Kevin Smith one enough with the with the writers and the the Russo brothers one they did with the Sad Happy Something podcast something like that. Uh, okay, last two wrestling topics I want to get into before we head out of here, and that is a uh, one of them. I thought this was interesting because of that Dark Side of the Ring series. It was very uh, mm-hmm. it was very um, timely to, to, to make this announcement happen, and, and that is that uh, Kevin Von Erich's sons Ross and Marshall have signed with MLW Major League Wrestling. I mean, if you, I mean, if you, if if I didn't know any better, I would say it was a direct cause. You know, like I mean, like if well, I, Court said I, it's been he's been pursuing them since January. Yes, and I get yeah, and, and Court I, is a big Gary Hart guy who yeah. was WCCW guys. Like so that I also said, makes if sense. If I didn't too. know any better, like yeah. from like if you're a Calman fan, you see that shit, you're like, what? You know, like that's pretty, outside looking in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Um, you know, though I've. I haven't seen a ton of their work, but I do remember they've they've wrestled. I, I want to say it was for Impact, mm. um, but I, I've seen them wrestle before. But that was also a long time ago at this point. I'm not sure exactly what their ages are, um, but I remember it was a while ago. And you know, I've always kind of been surprised that they aren't m- featured in, in more places I mean, in America, considering how much people like the Von Erics. I haven't really seen anything they've done other than slow motion karate in the woods, but. <laughs> Also, offer. I don't think people are like, yeah, the Von Erich family in this day and age. I mean, but like, I they are people. I think they but are still. Kind yeah, of, no? I think this documentary, like at least in the hardcore fan base, which is which accounts for a, I'd say at least eighty percent of the fan of yeah. the watch of the yeah. fan base of uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Um, I think that they'll appreciate it. Like I'm, I mean. You know, everybody likes a good story. You know, yeah. I would, it would be really nice to see that that the the ending of the Von Erich story isn't like like just depressing. Death, yeah, yeah, and because um, that world class championship wrestling d- documentary that they put WWE put out like twelve years ago, whatever, was pretty. I mean, if you want, I mean, it, I'd say the dark side of the ring. If you ever get a chance to watch that one, it's even more so. I'd see, say. you know what? I feel like it wasn't darker I, as much as they. they did, I think they go into more detail in that sense. I think the reason I enjoyed the. Von on Eric's Dark Side of the Ring episode so much is because that WCCW documentary was dark. Yeah. And it was very fact-based, which this one was too, the Dark Side of the Ring one. I just felt like it was... The other one was like real... Ugh, like, well, fuck, that's sad, you know? Well, and it was this also one was just like, like the dangers of drugs. Yeah. This one was like, yes, that, 
but also they humanized, you feel the, it, they humanized it, it much humanized more. It like you, more. It wasn't so much like, oh, well, they were just, you know, they were drug addicts. You know, totally. it, it was like these guys made bad choices. You know, they but wanted they were to be family. Good. They, they wanted, wanted to, to be good. Yeah, yeah all that. That, that. I think that's why I enjoyed this one so much because it was clearly told from a, a wrestling fan, a longtime wrestling fan's perspective. Absolutely, yeah. and that's a big that's a big thing that a lot of addicts have to deal with is that they get. Whenever they're going through, a lot of people don't want to go through recovery because yeah. then they get that they they they're not a person anymore. Yeah, I also they're, don't. They're a drug addict, you know, and that's that that no that that just that stigma. Yeah, will stop you from anybody wanting to even admit it, yeah. let alone go get help. I also don't remember that WCC, and I could be wrong because it's been so long because mm-hmm. I've watched the documentary. That came out like in 2009. Yeah, I think it was 2007. Yeah, yeah. as evidenced by me not remembering who Gina Hernandez is, but like, uh, or knowing his whole full story or whatever. But um, I don't recall that documentary covering the fake Von Eric brother. Was it? I remember, I didn't I remember, remember hearing that story. about him. I remember hearing about him. Like they added like Briefly. a non Von Eric, like they, they, like they renamed think, a guy Von Eric. I think, that, Eric I think they they gloss over. Yeah, it's not like a, deta- a real it wasn't detailed, thing. but I do remember it being in there. Okay, and, and I was right. the The Von Erics they wrestled in TNA in 2014, and that was five years ago. So I mean, like hey, if obviously they've been they, for five you know, years. Exactly. So um, I'm actually kind of excited. I always think that, you know, it's just a sad tale, the Von Erich family story, that I would love to see a positive one, you know? I would love to see just... Didn't you get into it with the Von, that Von Erich dude? Oh. It was all via DM. But we're oh. good. We're good now. Okay. We're good now. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but, uh, no, and, and it was Kevin, but, no, he, he he's... he's He's been through a lot. I, yeah. le- I, I let it slide. <laughs> We're still good with each other. Okay. Uh, and, okay, here's the last one I want to talk about, and that is uh, Rhino turning down a new WWE contract offer. Uh, apparently his deal – he did an interview with Chris Van Vliet, and he said uh, – he said, July 17th, my last date there. They actually offered me more than twice my downside, but it wasn't where they would have to use me because the downside is so large, and it wasn't about the money. It was about me wanting to be on the road, work, and helping the younger guys kind of like a player coach. It was a mutual understanding. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was a mutual understanding that we were not going to figure out a number, and they've been great. I can't say anything bad about them. I had a lot of fun. I was afraid they would say yes to a larger downside than what they offered me because I was afraid they would still sit me at home. It's not that they don't like me. There's a lot of talent there, and they have to cycle the talent, which is normal because you want to get men and women out there to work. I was afraid that I would become miserable, and that's the last thing that you want to do when you're doing something that you love. I would rather take a step back and work for some of these companies and work the independence. Good for him. You don't want to make it rhino angry. No, definitely not. Especially like modern-day soup can rhino. Yeah. But I feel like he had to have saved a lot of money the past couple of years if he's willing to walk away from like double the money that, they, yeah, that he but, was making now. But, you know, like... It, it, I think it's a testament to the fact that the dude wants to wrestle. Like these guys, you know, I, I think, you know, we, we've lived past the age where, you know, people are like him or you're completely broken down at that stage of life and everything. He, you know, he he's like kind of of that caliber of person who did kind of he had that TNA run. But during that period of time where like they weren't touring and like they were just doing like tape shows and stuff like that. And like so, you know, his body probably got relatively well preserved during that period of time or less banged up than he would have had he been on a WWE contract that entire time. <laughs> I mean, his body. He's pretty healed up right now, though. I mean, just in 2019, he's only wrestled 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven matches. Yeah, he in probably, all of like, 2019. Like I mean, the dude wants to wrestle. Like I mean, that's what he does. And you mean televised of... matches? No. Like not even house shows? No. Yeah, just that is house shows. He hasn't been on television at all in 2019, except yeah. for WrestleMania and the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Hmm. I mean, good for him. Like I mean, it obviously takes a lot of of confidence in oneself yeah. to be able to turn down guaranteed money especially it, when there's not as many openings for coaches yeah there's many more openings for talent yeah and and, and i would also say like that's probably I, I feel like the people in the wwe like you know especially the vets that are there probably have a lot of respect for him for wanting to like a help b still be active and go at it and everything too clearly you know like there's been other people like that billy gunn's a, g- a perfect example of this where it's like that dude still has like a lot of gas in the tank and he has a lot left to give do you think that he would be a good producer like or an agent i i yes but i they think that they've already got plenty of those well, and I, I mean, they have also, they're leaving and they're going to have split it up. I just, I'm kind of surprised they didn't offer that to him. I'm, I don't know because I don't know Rhino. I don't know if he could tell a story. I've that's never, one of the things I'm wondering. Yeah, I mean, he's never really been one that's. What's been, your favorite Rhino match? They all would have been in ECW. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was always used as like a muscle whenever yeah. he was in WWE. He yeah. was paired with people because he can't. I mean, he wasn't a mic guy. Yeah, and um, I loved him in ECW though. Yeah, man, I even told you like even when even when he debuted in WWE during the ladder match, like I was like Jesus, I forgot like because you see like you said Sue Ken Rhino now, but then when you, back in the day like when he was fre- like Dude, the, oh yeah the gore, the gore was one of the only spears that felt like it wasn't 100%. just a spear you know like it looked 100%. like he killed people with yeah. that thing we, I would say the gore is my favorite like the OG ECW like gore when it, when he was like hungry young well it was, a lot, it was a lot more like kind of like that monty brown the the pounce or whatever he did back in the the early tna days where it was like it was less of a standard spear and it was more of a strike yes absolutely and 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 uh but it's you know now that you mentioned that like even those old school ecw rhino matches and i could be wrong it's been so long and i'm not a historian like i said but like i don't recall like there being these long dramatic rhino no, matches he, but also at the same time like there, he wouldn't be agenting long dramatic matches like that either. He would be doing TV matches, which he does have lots of experience with. Yeah, yeah, and I just you know, I mean, there's got to be a reason why. Like, if you really think about some of the agents that have gone through WWE, you're kind of like, what? You know, yeah. like like ones you would never have expected, but then you you then you get you see their body of work, and you're like, okay, you know, like if you had told me that, like if you if you I'm sure if you had told somebody that Road Dog. You know, would become an agent. Uh, I mean, then eventual it's or, not head, like, or lead or head writer. Road dog. I mean, yeah, great on the stick, but you know, no. I mean, he's even said himself he's not the greatest in ring competitor. You know, well, that, like, but he. But I, I would have believed head or lead writer only because he was such a good talker. Kind of like I believe. Like I was saying in our group but, chat today, where I believe that Kev, like if you had told me ten years ago that Kevin Silva was doing a. Uh, uh, curating an emo night at Slide Bar in Fullerton, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, when uh, wasn't Road Dogg a in, uh, match agent at one point? I think he's always been a writer. For, I, I could be wrong. I I could. Be I wrong. don't know. But there, I mean, but uh, you're right. I get your point. I get your point. You know, um, I, yeah. But there are some random ones that are just like, huh? But then like Kidman. You know, he came yeah. out of nowhere. You know, totally. Uh, Jamie Noble. Jamie Noble. Yeah, and uh, Joey Mercury. Yeah, and. Um, and uh, he's like, he's, Sanjay Dutt. Yeah, and then they, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they got to be there for a reason. Yeah, and I think the, if the I think that if they wanted him in that position, they would have taken him because they seem 
They seem to want people that are more fitted to it. Like, for instance, they clearly want Matt Hardy in that position. Yeah. They made a big thing of it. You know, yeah. they like they even like on their website said, look, who's being a producer? It's Matt Hardy. You know, like uh, I think that whenever they want somebody in that position, they'll put them in there. Yeah, yeah totally. Uh, all right. You know what? I got I got a vacation to get to. Uh, so I'm going to call it a wrap here. Jamie, where can people find you on the Internet? You can find me at Twitter at J-A-M-I-E underscore I-O-V-I-N-E or at Instagram at J-A-M-I-E I-O-V-I-N-E or our weekly day almost by daily drop like weekly drops i would say on the network exclusive products can't get anywhere else at ntwrk when i say exclusive products can't get anywhere else that's exclusive when they're on sale at the time and that's not everything we put out by and large it's stuff you can't get anywhere else uh, and anyway uh, <laughs> wow that was the biggest asterisk ever uh, I was just gonna say but it by and large it was literally like Jamie I was just gonna say that same thing that it felt like you were reading a little fine yeah. print at the bottom yeah but you know we gotta, we gotta fill a lot of dates with products you know so um, <laughs> But and also you could find us at or Coastline Clash, which is happening at the Irvine Amphitheater this Monday, May thirteenth, and the thirteenth is will be a fun show. David Arquette versus Peter Avalon, Royce Isaacs versus Tyler Bateman. You're gonna have uh, Joey Ryan's gonna be there, MJF, Willie Mack. It's a uh, it's gonna be a pretty Big fun show. Time. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, La Parka Ooh. or La Parka, this uh, he, he who he is now. Yeah, still the same. Still the same park to me. Yeah. The park. <laughs> well said, Eli. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? Twitter. <laughs> it's so serious right there. Turns to the camera. Twitter, somewhere. at Elijah Bates. Instagram, at Brindlebeard. <laughs> Ryan? Uh, you can find me at Ryan Satin on social media. It's ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's where you find all the top stories throughout the week, uh, but not next week because I'm going to be on vacation starting tomorrow. But when I get back, go back, go check out the website. It's at WrestlingSheet, social media, ProWrestlingSheet.com. If you're watching us on YouTube, YouTube.com slash C slash WrestlingSheet. If you're there, make sure you like the page or make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like the video. Make sure you share if you like it. Comment. I read it. Please do it. I appreciate it. Uh, if you lo- if you want to listen to the audio only, whether you're driving or uh, working out, cooking, whatever whatever you do while listening to podcasts, make sure you subscribe to our feed there as well on all the major podcast platforms. Just search Wrestling Sheet Radio. Okay, that's it. I'm done. We're done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, stay out of the dirt. Keep your eye on the sheet. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa Automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa Automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than Copper Top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah. An upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.